This podcast is sponsored by Peak Tees. Peak Tees is a revolutionary company that was created by one of my good friends, Simon Chang. And the reason why I love this company and the reason why I'm sharing it with you and I'm happy that they're a sponsor here on Ancient Wisdom Today podcast is because I've never come across a tea company that I feel supportive of that is about being able to take tea and put it into hot and cold water and still have the best brewed tea ever. Most times you have to heat up the water to a certain temperature and most people don't have that training. I learned a lot from the Japanese culture about it and I can tell you in China and Japan, tea is taken seriously as well as England. And if you heat the tea up too much, and you, you, it can actually ruin your tea. So what I love about their company is because they come in these packages, it's crystallization. And crystallization is really good because their cold crystallization technique delivers 12 times the antioxidants than other tea. And they have an amazing screening that Simon is very strong on, which is about you know screening for heavy metals, toxic mold, and pesticides. And there's nothing like it that I've seen out there, which is amazing as well. I consume about three cups. My favorites are Essentia and Hibiscus. And I love this company so much because I love how I feel in my gut health, my digestion. It calms me. I take it on the airplane with me. I dump it in cold water when I want cold tea. I put it in hot water when I want hot tea. I like the diversification of being able to choose if I want hot or cold water. So I love this company. And Simon is such a good friend. I love him so much. He's an amazing person. And so he created something so wonderful that I had to share it with Ancient Wisdom today with our tribe because it's so important for us to have a good tea. And this tea keeps me happy. It helps me feel uplifted. I drink it before I meditate. I perform healings on people. I drink this tea on my breaks. I'm constantly consuming this tea into my body because I feel like having healthy things that support us is so important as well as, you know, I really enjoy being able to, you know, have a calm part of myself that operates from a, a clear place of focus. It helps me to meditate for hours and due to the high levels of lithinine levels inside of this tea. And as you know, tea has been drunk by Zen monks for centuries to help them with the calm focus and clarity during long hours of meditation. And I find that to be very important when it comes to anything I'm putting in my system because everything has to be comprehensive or supportive to the, the lifestyle that I live. And because I want to live in a very meditative, loving, supportive place so I can be there at the highest level for everyone, I always consume things in my system that gives me that. So I just wanted to share with you try go out there get rid of all your other tea brands and you know and throw in some peak teas everything that i share with you on ancient wisdom today is what you need to have in your cabinet so i invite you to try peak tea crystals and you know just check it out their award-winning blends are filled with so much love and so much support for our tribe and they are supporting thousands of people and many health and wellness experts worldwide peak tea is the first company in history to win three gold medals in the global tea, tea championships that's a huge deal for a tea because a lot of people don't even get close to that. So these tea crystals are life-changing and they're very supportive to where we are in our growth in our tribe. 
So if you're interested in getting peak tea, which you should be because it keeps you lit and having the best tea and having tea time is the best ever. Right now they're offering you, which is the tribal members, up to 28% off and free shipping on your first order. Simply go to peaktea.life. That's P-I-Q-U-E-T-E-A dot life backslash shaman to unlock these amazing deals i love you so much tribe let's stay healthy let's stay lit and let's keep going on the lit train human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years and with those stories came the emotional spiritual and physical knowledge of the ancients Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. And I'm so happy that you're here and the love that we share together. It's so wonderful. And I love the fact that we're so powerful. We're out there, we're moving, we're shaking, we're making things happen, and we're living in our truth because we just don't care about what anyone thinks. And, And when we don't care about what people think, that is when we get to really shine in our highest light, right? Because That's when we're stepping into recognizing that we were created to be who we are and we can't be anyone else but who we are. And when we are being who we are, we're honoring creation, we're honoring God, we're honoring spirit, we're honoring life. And if someone has a problem with that, that's the problem they're supposed to have. So I love that we go around ruffling people's feathers and being who we are and living our truth and honoring each other. Tribe, I love you. And if anyone hasn't told you today that they love you, let me be the first. Thank you so much for being so magic, so magical and powerful and enlightening every aspect of your life and the people in your life. And I'm so happy that we get to be at that forefront of change here on earth right now with all the things that are happening. So I just want you to know that I'm so happy that you're here for today's share. And on top of that, I'm really, really happy because I am connecting with the most beautiful people in the world all the time, as you know, in my travels and doing the things that I'm doing in the world. And recently, I think it was maybe about a couple months ago, I connected with this lovely couple who has an amazing YouTube and they are really bringing change to the way we see things, the way we see relationships, the way that we operate in our lives and what you think about people and really transcending that into a new way of understanding. And I think it's important for us to be able to look at diversity, not as diversity, but look at it as life, because that's really what it's about, right? No labels, no conditions, just being human and being us and living our life in our truth. And that's exactly what they represent. And that's what they're doing. And so I'm happy to have them here in studio today. And they're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guys. And you're going to meet both of them. But first, we're going to introduce you to the first guy who's amazing. He is a pro wrestler. He's an actor. He's a person who's about bringing understanding into life through everything that he does. Even when he's wrestling and doing these things, he's living his truth in who he is. He's got a beautiful heart and a great spirit, and I'm so happy to have him on today's share. Thank you, and welcome to the show, Anthony Bowens. Thank you for having me. That made me like blush. 
Thank you for having me. That made me like really, really blush. <laughs> Put a big smile on my face. So tell me, what's it like being a pro wrestler? It's tough. It's painful, but it's fun. And it's an outlet in which I can kind of just release from any kind of stress that I have going on around me. It's, it's, it's an escape, basically. And when you say escape, do you, do, what do you mean by that exactly? So everyone knows what that means for you. Um, I mean, nowadays I'm... I can actually say that I'm happy. I don't have really a lot of my mind, but back in the day, a couple of years ago, when I was living as a, as a closeted man, I had a lot of stress. I had a lot of other things going on. Um, I probably put too much emphasis on like a lot of social situations. So um, wrestling became, other than just my passion, it became an escape from the world where I could just forget about everything and just let all the walls down. And you mentioned um, about uh, what was it that you said from your situation? Is it, uh, you know, what is the situation that you felt that you had to escape? Just all the thoughts that I had in my head and, and the fear that I had for that, um, that if I did come out, society would judge me and I, my life wouldn't be the same. So coming out to being attracted to men. Is Correct. It, what does that mean exactly to you? In what sense? What do you mean? Like, what does coming out mean? Is Because, you know, it's interesting. We live on this planet, and I, this is how I kind of look at it, right? So we live on this planet, and we come here, and we're just human beings, right? And we, are, we should be welcomed into society, welcomed into life as, like, whoever we are, we're created by creation to be exactly as we are. And, you know, in African culture, especially in, in West African culture, which is where my family roots come from, you know, we look, we don't call it homosexuality. We don't look at homosexuality in the way that other people look at it. We see it as a blessing. Uh, we call them the gatekeepers. They, they are the ones who've come to bring new knowledge, new information, new this. So when you say coming out, do you mean like letting everyone know who you are? Correct. And what, is, what was that experience like for you? The, as far as making the announcement or just the Just the whole process, like, the process of it for you. It was rough in the beginning. Um, I spent a lot of times, a lot of years kind of toiling over it and wondering if people's reactions would be, which was silly of me, but you know, I, I can't go back and change the way I thought. But um, as time went on, eventually I met Michael and uh, we, our relationship was incredible. And at the time when I did meet him, I asked him uh, if he can keep it a secret until I was ready to express myself, which is a horrible thing to do. And I always, in the back of my head, I still feel guilty about it. Um, like the great reveal. Yeah, the great reveal. I told him it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't be forever. I promised him that at some point I would. But the in that time period I felt awful. And um it just got to the point where I was tired of carrying this big burden around. I was tired of making him feel a certain way by having to keep him a secret. I was tired of the fact that I couldn't be myself and I had this opportunity to help other people and it I just got to the point where I, I felt like I had to say something. So I didn't tell him, I didn't tell my parents, I didn't tell my friends because I wanted the time and the decision to be my own. And then I just went ahead and did it. So when you were in that process, the way that people were seeing you, because were you wrestling at that time? Yes, I was four years in, five years into wrestling. And so everyone saw you as the jock. Yeah, like the, the big muscular... <laughs> macho mm -hmm. pro wrestler guy right who's probably going to be like dating hot girls and like you know like having this successful career as the guy who's walking on stage with the hot girls on the yep. side and so forth i mean because when i i used to be very into the whole wrestling thing when i was a kid but at that time you know um i think it was like hulk hogan mm -hmm. and i think it was um 
the one who did Cindy Lauper's video, and I can't remember. <laughs> but there were like there were a bunch of them. It was Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper? Yeah, Roddy Piper. Yeah, Mr. T was in there even in there. You got it. Yeah, you're you're bringing me back. I'm going back now, which is really nice because I'm glad that you brought those names forward because I couldn't remember them, and you know, and they were I had all the toys and I had the whole thing and everything. Oh, I didn't know. That's awesome. Yeah, I had like the whole the ring where you'd bounce them off the ring and yeah, throw yeah, yeah. them in, and I went to all the WWF you know shows, and then one day someone told me, oh, this is fake. Why do you go and waste your time there? And I'm like, uh, well, what fake to you is for me, it's like, I'm enjoying the, uh, this, that what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then my friends were just like pounding on me. And then I got, I got into skateboarding and then I became a skater and got away from the wrestling world. And then those are the same people that will like watch Game of Thrones religiously and think it's the greatest thing in the world. It's a great show, mm. but hate to break it to you. It's fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dragons don't exist. <laughs> exactly. Or at least the ones we don't see in our world, as some of the people who are listening would say. Um, so, okay, so you came, you came, and when you came out to your family, you came out to the people around you, what was their response? Well, I had been out to some of my closest friends first, because I, I had to tell at least somebody. And I uh, the first time was in 2002. 10 so like eight years ago was my best friend that i told and uh i, I kind of made it really 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 dramatic to the point where he thought i was like, dying which kind of funny to look back on but <laughs> <laughs> um you know he totally uh accepted me and then i kind of let my other friends in on it and they were if i didn't have them honestly over the years i probably would have been worse off a lot mentally because they made me feel really really comfortable with myself in a lot of ways they helped me become myself outside of that even in general as a person and then um i told my parents as well and they were equally as supportive what do you think what do you think the the problem is that we have on our planet that we have to come out in order to be who we are i, I don't know i don't like it i i very much look forward to a day where there doesn't have to be this big press conference of like of who you are as a person I, i'd rather it be you can just come out and live and not have to worry about presenting yourself in a certain way or creating labels and that kind of thing right it would be a nicer world right correct do you feel that um because i know there's probably people listening right now from all over the world who haven't come out who haven't um been able to feel safe enough to express that aspect of their being what would you say to them that's the rough part in all this because my goal is to help people but i understand that not everybody's in a particular situation where they can absolutely be free to do that and, and, and so, excuse me in a couple countries like or a lot of countries it's illegal and doing so would put your life on the line so it's hard for me to give a direct piece of advice but i think what we're doing is at least giving people hope that there could be a bright future ahead yeah i have a friend who is um you know from a muslim country who actually was in turkey and he was trying to get asylum to get out to to not ever have to go back because what happened was is he was with um his partner in the country and his partner and then broke up and his partner became vindictive and sent pictures to his father about oh, no. their relationship. So the father was going to call the authorities so they can have him executed the next day and thrown off a roof and what? so forth. Yeah. And then his mom ended up slicing her wrist. So the father would be, you know, more concerned about her wrist being sliced and took and told him, you know, while she was on the floor falling down, bleeding, take the money out of my bag and go to Turkey. And so he went to Turkey and I met him 
And, you know, he shared with me his story and everything, and it brought a lot of tears to my eyes. And he told me that he went to the, you know, the government in Turkey to get this asylum, but they didn't believe him because if you look at this guy, he's a good looking, masculine, macho, muscle, you know, six pack, very like macho guy. And so they didn't believe that he was gay, mm-hmm. you know, and so they denied him. And so they were going to send him back to um, his country. And the moment they would, they would arrest him. And then he would have like probably a week before he would be put to death. And um, so I contacted a friend of mine in United Nations and asked them if they could, you know, contact the office that he went to and give him another, get him another interview. Mm -hmm. And they got him another interview. And what was interesting about it was their viewpoint of gay was that he had to be flaming, that he had to be like speaking with the, you know, the the mannerisms of a female and Mm -hmm. as a woman, and they would have taken him seriously. But because he came in like macho, like muscular and like, you know, he was a very athletic person in his country. um, They, that's why they denied him the first time, but then he went back. And because of the conversation that my friend had with the person who was actually interviewing him, you know, they ended up passing him and he got his... Oh, so he's okay now. So now he's okay. Okay. But it's unfortunate because, you know, you see so much and it it really touches my heart. You know, um, you see so much um, on earth of this discrimination of people because they choose to love the same sex. Mm -hmm. They choose to have that connection. And it's not something that it's like you just made up your mind it's a part of who you are so it's um you know and and the whole idea is that everyone has this idea that in some countries where it's like oh well if you're gay then you'll be this very feminine type person and that's not true what do you think about that well that's part of my mission too is to show that the community or everybody comes in all different shapes and sizes that it's not everybody is a a stereotype and not that stereo the stereotype is negative at all it's people being themselves, but I, I want to show how diverse the entire community is. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because um, I, you know, I do some stalking of you. <laughs> <laughs> I stalk both of you. And, um, you know, I really love how you portray yourself in the press. I love how you, you keep, you know, you would never know that you were what, what, what you know, what people want to call gay. Cause I actually, and the reason why I say it that way, because I have such an issue with the whole idea of gay community, straight community, mm-hmm. this community, black community, white community. I think that segregating we're ourselves. segregating ourselves, you know, and I, and I myself, you know, um, I don't put labels on myself. I'm attracted to whoever I feel love with. I don't, I don't discriminate between men, between women, between anyone. I mean, it can be another being from another planet. If, you know, if it's real and it's connected, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a part of it. And I find, which I find interesting is that the quote unquote gay community creates this very strong line that we're the gay community. And then I see like this idea of this rainbow flag, which is such a beautiful flag because it represents the rainbows. And mm-hmm. in, in color therapy, the rainbow represents freedom. You know, and so I, I know that the Rainbow Coalition was all about creating that idea of freedom. But then when you go into the gay community, you don't see freedom. You don't see people treating each other with respect. You know, mm-hmm. you see someone saying, oh, you're, no, you're this, or oh, you're old, or, or you're, you're, you're a butch, or you're a bear, or you're this, and you're that. Why do you think that we, because in, in shamanism, uh, quote unquote, gay people, and I keep saying that because I don't really like the word, but why do you feel that um, people are in that space? Because in shamanism, the idea 
of gay people are supposed to be the ones that lead us into a new understanding of life. They're the ones that spirit brought in to say, hey, the whole gender idea is to come undone and come into a oneness of love, Mm -hmm. love beyond sex, love beyond color, love beyond these things. Why do you think the gay community holds so strong to these very dysfunctional roots of behavior? I wish I had a like a direct answer for that because I did notice when I did like quote unquote come out a lot of the negativity I thought was going to come from the straight. I'm doing quotations in the air. Community. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of it actually came from the LGBTQ community, and not everybody. It was just a very select portion where I just noticed there was a lot of fighting going on between each other, and I couldn't understand like your your mask and your femme, your your gay, your bi, oh, these wars between labels. I, I just couldn't understand. I was like, how do you uh, judge somebody like? over the internet or something like that for what they identify as and then leave the house. And then you're the ones that are being judged by society in general. Like, how do you turn around and judge somebody else? I, I, it's something that I can't, I still can't understand. Doesn't it put a weird feeling inside yeah, of you? Yeah, like, not in my is stomach not, right now. Is, yeah, me too. <laughs> not in my stomach. <laughs> yeah. It was very, dis- it was just kind of disappointing because it was like, I, I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help people become more than that. And we're still stuck in this space where we're just still fighting and bickering over these things that shouldn't be. Yeah. That's, I mean, that for me, and I feel like, you know, on some level that, and, and that's one of the reasons why I really admire you because I know that this whole transition of everything that you're doing in your life, I, from the moment that I met both of you, the first thing that came to my mind, or first thing that spirit said to me was that you both are going to go through this transition. Right now, you're going through the transition like, you know, you're, you're blowing up. I see you in magazines. You know, you, you have your YouTube. It's very successful and all of these things. But I see the transition is going to be more and more and more of you going into activism, of really bringing that to the forefront of, of people. Because literally, the idea of the judgment, of the judgment of you're feeling judged. So you created this community, you feel judged by the outside world, but you're judging more within your community than the outside world is judging Judging. you. Mm -hmm. Isn't that just the craziest thing? It is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it just, it totally bewilders me. And so when you're so when you when you were getting this 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 kind of backlash from the from the LGBT community, what was your feeling inside? I was disappointed, but again, it wasn't everybody. It was a very select. Like, what was what was the things that they were saying? At the time, I came out as I put a label on it and said bisexual, and there was people going back and forth between bisexual. It doesn't exist, or this person's just a. Uh, like he's actually gay or he's closet or this that and the other thing and they're just people going back yelling at each other to the point where they were like threatening physical harm to each other i was like this is not (laughs) this is not what i intended to do i thought this would be like a great moment to like here's another person on the forefront of the fight for equality but it turned into something completely different right it's unfortunate yeah and you know it's funny because a lot of people would consider me being bisexual and then i don't like any kind of labels whatsoever i'm starting to not like that either i feel like i'm everybody's different to different people. Somebody has a different label to describe. Some people might describe me as gay. Some people might say you're bi. Some people might say you're sexually fluid or somebody, some people say you're pansexual. Like there's so many different like labels being thrown. Like I just, I'm just living. What's pansexual? Um, pansexual is being attracted to actually kind of what you described. 
there's it doesn't you can be attracted to men women uh trans and any kind of person that you feel any kind of love or positive vibes towards why do we have to put labels on things in order to understand them and feel safe i don't know it's just it's it's so interesting i i i really have to um ask the spirits on this one hold on um council members why do we put labels on things um in order to feel safe um because human beings see anything outside of their perception that is a threat to them. The only way they feel safe is to put a label on it so they can identify it and therefore they can store it in a box and say, this is what it is. And they feel safe to be able to interact. If they don't have a label and if they don't have something they can put into a box with, with the label on it, they don't know where they, where, who they are and where the other person is and what, what, what is the perimeters of their safety and what it means for them. I love how you're able to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that something that's just in, like instilled in you at birth? Like, is that like an innate thing or is that something that you developed? I was, since I was born. That's incredible. Yeah. I want that. You have it inside of you. How would I bring that out? You just simply have to be willing to treat the spirits with the same respect that you would a human being. So it's like every human being on planet Earth operates in the perception that whatever they can touch, feel, and experience is real. But they don't understand that everything they see has come from energy. It's come from spirit. Like this table that's in front of us, it came from a tree at one time. It, it was a tree. Energy, yeah. yeah, so it has the energy of a tree. But people say, oh, it's a table. No, it has the energy of a tree, right? And so every single um, thought that passes through your head, most people just kind of like blow it off and don't give it any credence or acknowledgement of it. Well, in shamanism, we actually communicate with it. So if I hear a thought that says, oh, you're fat, I go, well, why would you say that to me? Versus just accepting that that is actually me saying that to myself. Okay. Because I take the reference of I'm a being of love. So anything that is contrary to love or anything that is, goes against that love is not me. So I want to engage it to find out what it is, where it's coming from, how it got into my thoughts. And then that's how we navigate. It's called navigation. So communicating the spirits is the exact same way. It's when you ask a spirit something, the more humble you are to, to know that you love them, it's the same thing. I love you and I love Michael. So I can easily see what are your issues? What are the things that are plaguing you? What are things that are going on inside of you that you need to shift in order to go further in your life? Mm -hmm. Because when you love someone, love is a wonderful thing. It, it literally makes it where all walls come down. And when you love someone, you just know about it. Like if you have a friend and a family, you love them, you know what's, what's bothering them. You know what's gonna, what, what words to tell them to make things better for them, Correct. right? And that's the same thing. So as a kid, I was this intense being of love as I still am. You see, you felt my hug, right? It's a real hug. It's Great not hug. just like, oh, <laughs> let me hug you and pat you on the back and push you away. It's like, no, like I want to hug you. Like this would be the last time I see you, right? To me, my hug is like making love to people, but without there being, it's, 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 it's my own form of spiritual intimacy, right? And so the love quality in my being is so high and it registers so high. It's easy for me to talk to spirits. It's easy for me to speak to animals. It's easy for me to speak to trees because it's all based on love. That's fascinating. <laughs> it really is. You know, and I think the more, and I think that's uh, the, whole, the whole consciousness as we're even talking about the quote-unquote gay community, that's what the gay community is supposed to usher in. We're, we are considered the fifth element. In, in shamanism, there are elements. You have fire element, earth element, nature element, water element. You have um, 
air element, and then you have what is the, the, the nature element, which is the fifth element. So you have the water, the fire, the earth, and um, the air, and then you have nature. And the nature element means you hold all elements for earth. So the quote-unquote gay people in the society are supposed to come here. So like when I walk into a room and it's just all men, I can turn up my feminine energy and immediately balance out the masculine energy in the room. If I walk into a room and it's all women, I can turn up my masculine energy and balance out the feminine energy in the room. We also have the ability to see creativity and innovation in different ways because we think in a different way. Because we have the balance of feminine and we have the balance of masculine. So a a gay person can literally do the same thing that women can do where they can actually perceive information that how women perceive things and they can also perceive what men perceive equally. Whereas if it was a hetero couple, like a man, he's seeing things in a linear form, whereas the woman is seeing things in a quantum form. So when she walks in a room, she's photographing the whole room sees all the danger, sees the bathroom, sees the art, sees the this, sees the colors, sees everything and sees the energy of the people and then decides what choices she's going to make, not just for herself, but for everyone involved. Whereas a man walks in, he sees, okay, where am I going to sit? Where am I eating? Who's with me? What's happening? What are we doing? Because it's all linear, right? But when you're gay, you see both. I agree, because that's the first thing I do when I look into a room is I scan everything. The first thing I noticed was the was the photos on the wall, and I went right down and went my escape routes and all this other kind of stuff. I, I do too. I do too. But then I have friends of mine who don't accept the feminine in their being, and they literally only focus on what are they doing and how it benefits them. Whereas I walk in a room, I'm like, okay, are you comfortable? What do you need? Do you want something to drink? You look thirsty. You look dehydrated. There's a bathroom over here. I already know where the bathrooms are because I already scanned it. Mm-hmm. You know. And so when I talk to women in the world, women say, well, how do you know us so well? Well, because I'm a composite being. I have masculine and feminine inside of me. So I can sense all of your pain. I can sense all of your issues. That's why a lot of women love hanging out with gay men. And they think it's because it's that men that they understand, but it's not just the fact that men under, gay men understand them. It's because gay men can really understand them, like relate to their energy. They have the same synthesis running through their beings, right? And so the balance of that is really helping evolution. The, the, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is in, um, in shamanism, we have this belief that, uh, especially in African shamanism, because we have this one uh, god named Shango. Shango dresses between a masculine man and he dresses up like a female when he does rituals and so forth. And he's known as the god of lightning and thunder. Okay. Every part of the African culture in our, in our, in our different gods and things that represent hold a balance of masculine and feminine, even within the woman's structure, right? So you have like Oshun, for instance, who's operating from this river, from the energy of the river and all of these different things and gold and all of these things. But she holds also a masculine energy. She's strong. She's warrior-like. She's intense, right? We have uh, Yamaya, who represents the ocean. She's more feminine, more nurturing, more motherly, right? And so we have all of that. And if you look at a lot of culture and different cultures, like for instance, if you go to India, they have men who dress as women. People who have newborn babies will go and have their, their baby blessed by what, you, what we call transgender here. They call them, you know, the triple sex. So it's, it's interesting because there's so much power in us, but it's not being utilized. 
it's not being utilized. Because if it was being utilized, then you would see the gay community stop calling themselves the gay community and just be a community of support, love, and, and diversity from the basis of freedom and expression, right? So the diversity wouldn't be we're gay and you're straight. It's we're, we're beings of freedom and expression. We're bringing, we're ushering in spirituality. We're ushering in new designs. We're ushering in new um, ways to express oneself through colors, through, through forms, through all of these different things, right? We're ushering in these things and we're not going around making comments like, oh, that's a Twinkie and chicken, whatever they call it. I don't know the names, I've, 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 you know, or that one's a butch and that one's a this. And even in the gay community, I don't even see, there was this movie that came out called L Word. It was my favorite TV show. And it's all about the lesbian culture in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing because when I go out and I see, like I have a lot of friends in LA who are lesbians. They don't have a lot of support for them in the gay community. It's very segregated. These are the gay clubs. Boom, 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 boom. And here's one lesbian club. You know, and it would, it's just that there's power in, 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 in the people. So I, 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 you know, I, I get I get stuck on this because for me it's a really big deal to 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 break down all of these things that exist that human beings have created as ways to segregate ourselves even further from love, which is the biggest mistake we've ever made in history, more so than any kind of war we've ever gone through and any dispute we may have. It's any time we've segregated ourselves from love is the biggest downfall of, of our species. I agree. And I'm learning so much. I'm so thankful for this conversation because I'm trying to soak in as much as possible. I love your perspective on things. Not trying. You are soaking in. Yes. Yes. So being a wrestler, tell me more about it. I'm, I, I want to know more about you. So tell me. So what's it like? Do you train? Do you have to train to, to do all of this? Yeah. So I train two to three times a week. Like should be more than three hours a day, but it's about three hours. Um, you know, we train to fall the correct way so we don't injure ourselves. We train to end psychology, moves. Uh, pro wrestling in itself is not just two people that are in their underwear, like doing weird kind of things to each other. It's a story. It's a story arc. It's a movie in itself, a live action movie that's right in front of you. Um, that you get to sit there and you get to see... A good guy and a bad guy tell a story about good versus evil. Um, it's just... Like the villain and the hero. Yes, it's it's theater. But who decides who's the villain and the hero? You. you. So, like, my character is a good guy. Right now I'm doing, like, a Power Ranger-type themed character where I'm kind of a superhero who... The defender of good. Um, I don't have a particular major storyline right now, but, for instance, um, let's go with... Yeah, you're the bad guy, I'm the good guy, and you attacked me from behind, and then you stole Michael away, right. and you're holding him hostage. So then we would tell a story over the next couple of months of my journey to try and get back at you and rescue Michael. And we tell that story through our body language, through the moves in the ring, um, dialogue backstage, a whole bunch of things. And it comes in this, this beautiful story arc, if it's done correctly. Wow, I had no idea. I thought it was just, I mean, I, that's, that changes the whole view on wrestling there. <laughs> that's amazing. It's very misunderstood. I mean, I, I, I can see that because that is not at all what I thought it was. So that's really powerful. What was your perspective on it? Well, I always thought it was like, um, I mean, I did get the understanding of that there was some good guy and there was some bad guy, but I always felt like the bad guy was always attacking the good guy and he had to defend himself. 
Well, okay, that's part of it. <laughs> so I got that part of it, but mm-hmm. I didn't get like the why they are coming out and screaming at each other and like yelling at each other and stuff like that. I thought that was just like the taunting aspects of it all or something. Usually the best matches have some sort of really cool storyline attached to it. It's no different than going to the movies and watching I don't know, a Batman movie where you know he's the hero in the beginning and then the Joker ends up taking over and looks like all hope is lost. But in the end, Batman comes out on top. I was just actually going to say that you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say this is no different from the the the, the mass, and I can tell you the mass uh, focus right now that we have on the action figures of our movie theaters now, the Marvel and the what's the other one, Marvel DC. And, and DC, and all the comic book films now that Wonder Woman and Batman and Superman and. The one that I saw that just depressed me completely. (laughs) (laughs) Where everyone was disappearing and evaporating in midair, especially when Spider-Man died. I just like, oh my God. Sorry, I spoil. if I had a spoiler alert right now for anyone who hasn't seen it. I didn't even tell you the name, so I'm not even going to tell you the name. So that way you don't even know what I'm talking about. But for those of you who have seen it and knows what I'm talking about, when Spider-Man was like, I don't want to die, I was done. It was very emotional. Yeah, it was so emotional. I was with my... My assistant Sam was also one of my good friends, and we were we we have our little inner child time that we have, and we went to go watch it, and we we're just sitting there like, I was like, how many times did you feel stabbed in this movie? I was like, <laughs> a lot of times. Well, lot. at least we know we have another movie coming where we can go through another experience. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, what are some of the things that you're passionate about that you see in the world that is changing that you feel passionate about in in where you are in your life? I do think we're moving. I, th- I like where we're actually where Michael and I are going as a couple and on YouTube because it kind of ties into our past conversation with masculinity and femi- femininity. We're kind of blurring the lines because we, we're trying to show people, you know, it's it's okay to, to blur those lines. So there's not a particular like you have to be masculine, you have to be feminine. We're trying to move things in a direction where people can let their guard down and just not be so uptight about those kinds of things. And I think we are moving in that, in that, that direction. You're not trying. You are moving. We are. There. Yeah. I'm going to pull trying out of here. I your... like that. <laughs> Changing my verb, putting more positive energy towards I, yeah, it. I call, I call trying, but maybe I think so. It's possible. Or it could be in between words that take your power away because you're not really letting the universe know your clarity of where the energy is. You're kind of like the energy's in limbo. I'm surprised I've never picked up on that because I'm a big proponent of positive energy any kind anytime there was um any kind of negative vibes that are swirling around me i will immediately go do something to try and shut that off and bring out the positive energy like in those times where i was describing before where i was toiling with myself personally when i'd sit in my room and i would cry to myself anytime i'd had those negative feelings i would try and turn it to something positive so my way of doing that was i'd either at the time i played baseball either go hit or i'd go right to the gym because i turned that negative energy into a positive where i was making my quote unquote, my body look better by um going to the gym and releasing that energy and bringing those positive vibes back towards me Ooh, that's good so that's good for for the people who are listening worldwide so again, let's go over that again. So instead of getting angry and taking it out and you know blowing up things and getting upset and calling people names, you took that anger and turned it into positivity. So, so you took that anger and turned it into a positive current. Correct. And used that current for something that would better your life, such as having a nice body. Mm-hmm. Could be anything for someone building a new project or build or painting something. It could or, be anything. Could be anything, anything that you're passionate about that that brings 
positive energy into your uh, into your mind. Do that to try and uh, cancel out anything out that may be negative in your life. I love that you hear that, Tribe. That's a very important key right there that will unlock a door to a lot of less drama in your life. That is amazing. Yeah, that's a great idea. So instead of being angry, you just, or you're disappointed or you're agitated or whatever, you just go garden, go work on your body, go make that souffle you never made, whatever it may be. That's great. I love that. I use that actually in a lot, even career-wise. Um, there are times that I try to bring positive energy to, to move in a specific direction. Um, i trying to think of an example. Mm. Um, I, I had a tryout with the WWE in 2015. There was this uh, video on YouTube where that they posted, and it was like a five-minute video of what it was like being at one of their tryouts. And at the time, I was kind of struggling to like learn stuff in, in wrestling, and I was trying to switch that to something more positive, and that was one of my goals was to get down there. So literally every night, I would sit and I would watch that video at my kitchen table, and I would picture myself in the ring doing those same exact drills, the rolls and all the stuff that they were doing. And I would focus all of my energy, my positive energy into putting myself physically there. And then one year later, I found myself standing in the performance center with a WWE tryout. And I remember standing in the ring, looking around going, Oh my God. Yeah, I, I did it. I, I focused all of that energy towards that and I created it. So I tried to apply that in all aspects of my career or just in life in general. And it seems to, somehow it works. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it does work. I mean, you, you, we can call that uh, the superpower. You know, it's a positive superpower that you're using. You're Mr. Projector, right? You're projecting positive energy frequencies, therefore creating a holographic experience of it, and therefore aligning it with yourself. And then all of a sudden, it puts you in that space in the physical. And just to clarify, like I think for some people, I say, oh, well, I just have to think about it and then it'll happen. I it, it think it's a little bit more than that. You also have to do a lot of things along the way to help contribute to that energy. Because um, if I just sat in my kitchen and watched the video and did nothing to put any more positive energy or make myself better in the realm of wrestling, I wouldn't have been there. But I directed it to every activity that I did with one specific focus and goal, which was to get there. Right. So. So people at home who are thinking like, all I have to do is just kind of like think about what this is going to be and then it's going to happen. You're saying literally it's, yeah, it's that part of creating that holographic energy form through putting the positive energy into it. But then it's also putting the positive energy into yourself and getting yourself motivated Correct. to to take action and make things happen. That's a lot better way of explaining it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I take roundabout ways to get to my, uh, my thought. I think it's fine. I think the I think your thoughts are wonderful. So, um, so when you feel in the world, so now you're you're a WWF wrestler. Oh no, no, I'm not there yet. That's oh, the okay. that's the ultimate goal. Everything okay. I do, as far as wrestling wise, and that energy that I put towards it, is to get there. And so I'm that, confident. I so will the one day. WWF wrestling is like why why is that the ultimate goal? Because you are a pro wrestler. Correct. I mean, I can make a living not going there, but as far as Thinking back to you know five year old Anthony Bowens, my dream was to always be in a WWE ring. So that's where I want to go. So that's the that's the celebrity ring of the the the, the gods of wrestling. Te yeah, uh, technically, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's the Hulk Hogan's, the and Hogan's, the, the Rocks, the Stone Cold Steve Austin's. Yeah. Right. Got it. Well, you're definitely going there. And so when you're doing the wrestling and so forth, when you wrestle with other people, do they know about 
who you are and you know what your preference is and things of that nature. Now do, it now they do. Um, does it change the way they treat you, or does it change the way they react to you? Not at all, and that's what I was one of the biggest things that I was scared of originally because. Honestly, if it wasn't for wrestling, I probably would have made the decision to express myself and be myself a lot earlier in life. But I was just afraid of how fans would react, how the other wrestlers would react. Because, you know, when you're in your, like I explained before, it is entertainment, but it's also very dangerous. And you hold the power to keep the other person safe from getting, from walking. (laughs) Right. So if somebody doesn't like you or doesn't like what you're about, they technically can figure out ways to hurt you or, or make their presence known. So I wasn't sure how they were going to react to me, but it's honestly, it's bettered my relationships with everybody because they know me. There's no, um, looking back now that I, I, I see everything, I had walls up around me all the time, uh, hiding things, etc. So I just think it, it strengthened the, the bond that I had between my friends and wrestlers. Wow. It's amazing. And so have any, has any of them brought, any, brought it up with you at all? In a negative way or a positive way? Just in any way. Um, yeah, we speak very positively about you know, my life. They, they all love Michael. Every time I go to, there's a show. Who's not to love Michael? <laughs> all their girlfriends are there. Um, they're asking for him. The wrestlers are asking for him. Where's Michael? Where's Michael? That's wonderful. Yeah. And it, it's very, it was a relief and it's really exciting to see. That's the way the world is supposed to be. And that's the way the world will be because of this tribe and because of everyone on the planet who is about, you know, moving this planet into a place of true love's evolution. That's where it is headed. So I'm really excited about I that. Sure. And actually, he's played a, a massive part of bringing positive energy towards my life as well, because I don't think it's any, um, any secret that I'm clearly a happier person and the positive vibes that he's, that we've combined together has helped, you know, ascend us. I, I love that. Uh, you both have a um, YouTube channel. Correct. Michael and Anthony. And how's that been? Incredible. It's, it's growing every day and it's a fun outlet for us just to be ourselves and help people in that way. Because well, it's incredible because we can get messages all the time and um, they'll just say the videos of, that we're watching of you guys just going to Target and shopping made me so happy, lifted my spirits. And we don't, Sometimes that gets overlooked because we're so focused on, wow, we have good content, blah, blah, blah. We don't realize that just us being on camera and being ourselves and interacting and having a positive experience is just helping put a smile on somebody's face. And I think that's very powerful. And that just shows you also, too, the need for people to feel the love and acceptance on our planet and to see that couples actually um, who are of the same sex can thrive and have a loving relationship, which gives a lot of positive currents to those who are thriving to create that in their own lives mm-hmm. that's so wonderful oh, beautiful thank you so much for being with us on the show how can people um follow you or get in touch with you and learn and be and, and follow in what you're doing thank you for having me and uh, you can follow me on instagram and twitter both are at bowens underscore official and uh, you can find me on youtube with my boyfriend michael our channel name is michael and anthony I love it. Thank you for being with us. Thank you.
right tribe. So we have the lovely Michael and he is a YouTuber and actor and he's in the relationship with Anthony and we were just speaking about him so eloquently and now we have him on our share today. So welcome, Michael. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I had such a pleasure listening to the both of you speak for so long. I'm like worried now. <laughs> more information we're gonna have to put out. <laughs> don't worry, no worries here. So tell me, Michael, what was it like for you? Um, so you started this YouTube um, channel. What was your inspiration for it? I always enjoyed making videos, whether I was making a fool of myself in my room and uploading it in the eighth grade or singing and just uploading it just to have myself out there. And um I had a very hard time staying consistent with it. And I think a lot of people who are interested in YouTube have difficulty staying consistent with posting because maybe you don't get the amount of followers that you're expecting. And um, when I met him, I knew that there was this challenge going around, the laughing challenge. So I was like, this is an amazing opportunity for us because he has an insanely funny laugh. And also, I wanted to make videos with him. So we decided to upload that video and then it got good responses. And it just... It was very motivating and I, it was easy to stay consistent after that once you got a, a good response. So when you started seeing the responses come in, you felt like, okay, this is uh, something I'm going to put my energy into. Right, exactly. Just putting more energy every day. And how much time does it take to, to do all of that? You mean like edit and upload a video? Uh-huh. Um, I like to split it in between two days, depending on how long the video is. Usually if it's just a regular vlog, I'll do like three hours one night, sleep on it look over the footage again and do three hours the next day and then i could upload it that night wow that's uh yeah that's a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of work but what was your initial feeling for creating this um your youtube show i like making people laugh i like putting out positivity just happiness in general so if i can do that through youtube videos i'm gonna do that and i think I'm still learning how to properly be myself in these videos. Mm -hmm. And the more you make videos, it's like the more you find yourself. So I'm only now still figuring out who I am and finding ways to express myself that in it. I'm like losing my train of thought <laughs> to express myself <laughs> and make myself appear like the positive figure that I want to be. Right. And what do you feel that um, this is like, what is your ultimate uh, feeling that you want to create for people? You said you want to entertain people, you want to make them laugh and so forth. But, you know, having a platform gives you a lot of power, don't you think? Yes. And so do you ever sit back and think, how do I want to use that power to, to make change in the world? Every day. Every day. And I think that's also going to come with me learning about myself and what I'm capable of, because I think... I think we're all ignorant in some ways. We still have so much to learn. So I'm just still learning who I am. And like recently, I just started exploring and with makeup. So like, I was always insecure and like ex afraid to express myself in ways that I thought. And then once I started doing that, I'm just like, wait, this is okay. Like I, I can do this. And people are responding in such a good way. And I, it, it makes me feel good. So I'm going to express myself and not care what people think. I think that's so important. You know, a friend of mine, she's a beautiful actress. Her name is Kelly Rutherford. She said to me one time, uh, she said, you know, the world would be boring if we didn't have people who are willing to express themselves. And that, 
you know, you don't have to um, be a part, you don't have to do what they do, but you have to have respect for the fact that it exists. Right. And I thought that was a very beautiful statement from her because she's, you know, people will see her in the public. They think, oh, she's just a very conservative person. She was the mother on Gossip Girls and, you know, and all this stuff. But it really touched home because what you just said right now, the reason why I said that, because I just came to me, because there's a beautiful essence about the idea of feeling safe to express yourself in the way that you feel you want it, that you feel inside, you know? Absolutely. And I think a lot of people in the world, you know, that, and I think it's definitely growing more and more where people are getting to that point, but there's a lot of people who still aren't at that point, you mm-hmm. know, and they get to a place where they feel like, you know, someone is going to judge them and so forth. What do you think about people who feel like they can't express themselves because they're afraid that they're going to be judged? What would you say to them? I think it's a very scary idea to think about. But once you start diving into that, you'll realize that it's okay. Like everything is always going to be okay. And you have to keep telling yourself that in the end, no matter what happens, you will be okay. You might have to go through some hardships at first, but like in the end, it's so much more worth it. And even the people, my family's super supportive with everything that I do. But when I started to experiment with makeup a little bit, they were a little skeptical and they're like, oh, like we support you, but like this doesn't seem like you. Like this just doesn't seem like something that you would do or you'd be interested in. And I'm like, well, apparently it is me because I'm doing it and I want to do it and it's making me happy. So I'm going to keep doing it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And if it does, then I'll be happy that I explored that venture. Right. And this, the, the whole venture of makeup, by the way, just to give you some heads up, is very shamanic, mm-hmm. which would make sense because, of course, you are one of the fifth elements. So uh, in some tribal cultures, men will wear makeup and they so that they can access different energies of different spirits. So it could be a female spirit that they're, they're, they're pulling in from the spirit world. It could be a multiple of different things. And they're u- utilizing, putting on the makeup to access that spirit, to bring it into their essence because they need that essence to get somewhere in life that they need to go mm-hmm. or to create something that needs to be created. So they have to get they have to actually bring in that power. And it could be even just pulling in a spirit or waking it up more inside of you. So it could mean that you were holding a very masculine energy and now mm-hmm. the makeup is actually activating some kind of feminine beauty inside of you that is opening up a doorway that so your eyes can see the world differently. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very interesting how um, shamanism plays a lot of parts in the way that we operate in the world and the way people, you know, because someone can say, oh God, the guy's wearing makeup, right? But what they don't understand is that there is a real spiritual essence that is connected in that space of you literally embodying a form of this is beautifying my energy. And therefore now my perception is now being able to see more beauty. And that's what you need to see to bring in some information that spirit might want you to have to bring to the people in, in your YouTube, it could be, you know, the people Mm -hmm. around you, it could be a multiple of things. And we, you know, we can't pinpoint it. Of course I could, if I was to go in deeper with you about it. However, it's really powerful. So I, I'm, I, first of all, I just want to thank you for being so transparent and in willing to honor what's coming through your being and not putting a lid on it. Because I think a lot of people put lids on things that they feel that is not going to be accepted and loved. Mm-hmm. And, and and therefore, they don't realize they're actually blocking a huge transformational energy inside of them and not being able to access it. You know, it's, 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 really, it's really powerful. I know for myself, I used to do rituals when I was a kid where I would shapeshift. I'd put on a bird mask. 
Or I would paint my face with circles and I would pull in a tribal elder into my body and I would see what his eyes saw, you know, and sometimes I would do different things to bring in, you know, even today I'll do, I'll wear certain things like certain kimonos and different things to bring in Mm -hmm. feminine energy or my jewelry pieces. It activates energy inside of me that allows me to have more power when I'm out in the streets dealing with people, you know, and so forth. So absolutely. That's amazing. I'm so glad you said that too. And also I wanted to know, you said makeup is a very shamanic is that shamanic shamanic what kind of makeup are you talking about like what would be done so it doesn't matter so it means so any from the old traditions they didn't have makeup that we have like when we can go to to the store and buy makeup at you know sephora or any of these places they had like just different um you know berries and things of this nature that they would paint their lips red with or you know they would put thing uh you know certain types of mud on their face to create eye contours and things of this Mm. nature and um and it created a different energy for them right you know but even though we're in a modern time now, the tradition is still existing. And the fact that you are a man, you're opening up the energies of your feminine spirit. Mm -hmm. And that feminine spirit has powers different from what the man has. So you might be activating the feminine more than the man because there's something coming up. There's some new uh, epiphany you're going to be getting. There's some new energy that's coming towards you that you need to be activating this energy to get to it. Mm And I'm honestly so grateful that I was able to dive into this energy because I was very scared at first. I was so scared walking outside of my house with like a little bit. I put on white eyeliner and I was just like, oh my God, everyone's going to stare at me, this, that, because it's so different for me and for men in general. I mean, it's something that I was very frightened with, but then the more I wore it, I was just like, wow, like I'm actually proud of it. I I want people to see me. Like I want the attention so it can spread awareness and let people know that makeup doesn't have to be a feminine thing. What what makes it feminine? The fact that society has told us that it's feminine? No. Love it. (laughs) Anyone could wear makeup. It's literally just something to enhance certain features. So I'm all for it. I think that's beautiful what you just said. Makeup doesn't have to be feminine. Not at all. But it's interesting that we actually use makeup on planet Earth or like the the billboards and so forth. They sell makeup to females. As What are they really saying then? What are they saying? Are they saying Mm -hmm. that you need this makeup because you're not beautiful enough? Are they saying that this makeup is going to enhance the things that you want men to see so you can get a husband? Mm -hmm. You know, instead of why aren't they have ads where men are wearing makeup? Why don't they have ads where a man and a woman are sitting next to each other with beautiful faces, you know, powdered and, and, you know. And this all goes back to the labels thing, which is why I hate labels on anything. So if you think about like why men like women based on societal standards, men like the fact that women usually they have smooth legs, they wear pretty makeup, like they smell very feminine. These are all things that like men could also acquire if they wanted to, if they shave their legs, put on bronzer, put on like eye makeup, they could appear more feminine. And then the man is just as easily to be attracted to to that on the man rather than the woman. It's all about what's inside too. It's just a very superficial physical thing that I think society has put on us. And I think we're just very confused about it. That's why I want to spread more awareness on masculinity and makeup and those traits. I love it. I love the way you speak too. I love the, 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 the points that you're bringing up. They're very poignant and very beautiful. And I really think they're very profound. I think people are listening are going like, wow, this is a very interesting <laughs> topic because I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who don't know about, you know, a lot of these things. And there are people on the show who do listen, who are like, you know, going to this place of like, yeah, I mean, I'm for myself when I was growing up, 
I was um, very goth. At first, I was just, you know, guy who would go out to these really cool clubs like Bondage de Go-Go and things like that. And I wore like black eyeliner. And then it's funny because just recently I asked my niece, I said, you know, one of my other lifetimes, I was a pharaoh in Egypt. And every time when I wear my jewelry, I sometimes just want to put my eyes the way it was, the way they used to paint my face. Because in cultures, in the olden cultures, I don't say the olden cultures, but like, you know, the cultures that go back from like Egypt and like Sumeria and like Persia and all these things, men wore makeup, mm-hmm. right? It was like you, if you were a pharaoh and if you weren't a part of the pharaoh's family and you were a man and you didn't have your eyes done, mm-hmm. if you didn't have your lips done, if you didn't have everything done in a certain way where you had all your bracelets and all of your your jewelry and you didn't come out in beautiful robes you were the the pharaoh wouldn't let you walk out so you know it's interesting because we kind of turned it into a very more like a neanderthal kind of way where it's like to be a man you have to be stripped of everything and it's all about like the more stronger you are the more muscles you have the more definition you have you're considered you know sexy when you know there's all these really beautiful energies that from ancient egypt where people had the the eyeliner on with the you know with the with the with the eyes like for me when i was a uh, uh, pharaoh i used to have my eyes done and i had the points at mm-hmm, the end of my eyes wing. yep and i had like you know my lips would be pushed with 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 pink and red and like you know so everything was done like my legs had to be shaved there was no hair you weren't allowed to have hair in your body you know so everything even though we didn't have that much hair anyway but they always made sure like they took everything off everything had to be clean you had to be clean in your body because it represented you being a part of the gods and you're a part of Mm -hmm. Ra, and you're a part of isis and you're a part of the different gods and so you were revered in that way and so you always had to be done up And it's fascinating, you know, because even when I was a kid, like I was saying, I would go to these goth parties. I had like black eyeliner. I wear black nail polish. You know, sometimes I wear like all black and one finger would be red. You know, I was I was that guy. And uh, and uh, it was great. And I had a at one point I had a friend named Locke who was a designer and he used to take anything and make it into something. And we would go out and he would make costumes and stuff and we would paint our faces and do all kinds of fun things. But I think that people utilize those things only for Halloween and for times Mm -hmm. of costume. Mm -hmm. They don't utilize it in their life because human beings have become a little bit shallow in the understanding of, you know, creative expression. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I think they would enjoy it if they actually experimented with it more. The only thing that would make them not enjoy it is the fact that they would fear judgment. So I think they should dive into that a little bit more and not be afraid. But speak, now that we're in this topic, I really wanted to compliment your skin. You have such smooth skin. What do you use as a lotion? Like, <laughs> your skin is so nice. I used to have the worst acne growing up as a kid. And one morning I woke up and I said, I'm not going to have acne anymore. So I was like, just, I really want to figure out like how I'm going to do that. So I got really into like all kinds of facial products and things like that. And what I realized was it was about what I was eating and putting in my system, right? Um, So a lot of cucumber water, um, a lot of celery water. You know, so every morning, just make a big thing of cucumbers. Uh, One of the things that I love from uh, Joan Crawford was that she always, people always said that she had beautiful, beautiful skin. And what she would do is that she would take like a big vase of cold water, ice water, and splash her face like 20 or 30 times with ice water to tighten up her Mm -hmm. skin. So I started doing that. 
And I started noticing my face started looking like people say, oh my God, you're glowing. So then I started adding elements to it, such as like uh, doing mud masks, like every two weeks, uh, mostly clay. Um, And then I would also put like aloe vera, like during the day to Mm -hmm. cool off my skin. So I wouldn't get any inflammations or anything. And um, with a healthy diet, of course, eating a lot of vegetables and a lot of um, rich uh, foods that have high minerals in them, you that I started noticing my acne immediately going away. And then I added another element, which is oil. I started buying really high-end essential oil Mm -hmm. um, for your face and just putting it on my face. And ever since then, I never broke out. And I've just always had like the most clearest skin. And it's never, it's been that way for years. It's like never stopped. Such a great glow. Thank you. I gotta I have to look into that more and get my diet in check. <laughs> diet is everything. Yeah. Diet Honestly, is everything. It is. Yeah. If you're eating food that has oil in it that is a not um healthy oil for your body, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's not good fats in your body, it ruins your skin immediately. Mm-hmm. And if you eat um a lot of meat, because your body can only digest so much meat per month. And if you're eating a lot of meat, a lot of dairy, which is high inflammation, it's gonna ruin your skin. If you eat if you're a person who has to eat meat, it's eat lean meat and eat meat that it's not like eating every single day. You maybe have it two times, maybe in the first of the week, at the end of the week, mm-hmm. so your body can digest it and get it out of your system. Right. And if you're a person who um, drinks alcohol, you know, spend more time focusing on red wines and till you, cause you has the, you have the reservatol in it, which is like anti-aging. And it, it basically just gives you healthy flush skin. It cleans out your blood. I mean, it's so many wonderful benefits. And also, you know, avocados. Avocados is like any healthy fats, coconut, avocado, macadamia nuts, anything mm-hmm. that's a healthy fat makes everything young and youthful. I mean, people look at me, I'm 43 years old. I'm 43, I'll be 44 this year. No one knows that I'm that age. They look at me, they're like, what? How old are you? Right, not that that's old to begin with, but you look amazing. Uh, uh, thank you. That's very so kind welcome. Of you. But that's because I eat a lot of healthy fats, drink lots and lots of water, cucumber water, cold splashes, cold showers. Once a week, take a cold shower, not a hot shower. Because mm-hmm. what it does is it, it, it basically, it builds um, youth, your youth vitality gene gets released in your body. And it just creates anti-aging. It stops you from blemishing. It stops you from having acne. It makes your skin perfectly tight and smooth. And it's good. And then dry brushing. That's another really good one, which I think you should bring in. Dry brushing? Yeah, so you have a brush, like, you know, like you use a bath brush. You get, mm-hmm. like, a small one, and you dry brush your skin from your toes up towards your heart, from your hands up to your heart, your legs, everything. You just dry brush it, and what it does is it activates um, the nerves in your skin and gets rid of all the dead skin on your body and activates those nerves that are a part of your endocrine system and a part of your um, lymphatic system. Mm-hmm. And when your lymphatic system gets dry brushed a lot, it basically flushes out any type of toxins in your body that would affect you to have acne, that would anti-age your skin from free radicals. And so when you dry brush, it actually brings youth and vitality to your organs and to your body. And so it creates an overall health and wellness benefit. It's phenomenal. 
And like people have this thing where it's like, oh, I don't have time to take care of myself. I don't have time to put the, I don't have the money to go put this out and get these amazing expensive facials all the time. And you don't have to spend a lot of money to take, to have self-care and to treat yourself well and your body and take care of your skin. Um, I forgot to mention I'm a personal trainer and I have a client who was actually complaining she had like. That's why your body, both of your bodies are like (laughs) just thick. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) One of my clients was, um complaining about she had like almost like me i have like eczema that i developed and she actually said that um she didn't drink enough water and literally such a simple change that she started hydrating more she like never drank water she never brought water to any of our sessions and obviously i don't know that much about like skin conditions so i literally said you don't bring any water to our sessions try drinking a lot more water like Mm -hmm. hydrating is huge for your skin and she literally said like the next week she's like i've been drinking water like nonstop, and i haven't been like as itchy so i'm like you know what good (laughs) yeah yeah that and, and healthy oils like a good oil a really good oil in for your body which is the best oil is um mono um mono triglyceride chains which is MTC oil. I've never right? heard of that. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll give you some before you. It's basically, I have it all over my room because um, my friend, my friend Dave Asprey brings boxes and boxes of this stuff from Bulletproof, but it's called Brain Octane Oil. And literally, I rub it on my body, I drink it, I pour it into my water. This oil heals your body. It heals your brain. It makes your brain sharper, faster, smarter. And it makes everything, like everything, your oil, your body, like if you can feel my skin, you can feel it. Amazing. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember when I was watching one of your lives one time, you were talking about apple cider vinegar. Mm -hmm. And I started taking a shot of that diluted with water, of course, every night before bed. And I do notice you feel so much better in the morning. You can wake up so much easier. I can get through the day and just be in a positive mood almost. So I feel like it changes your mood too. So are you still taking the apple cider vinegar or is that only when you're sick? So you just take it every day? Uh, So apple cider vinegar, um, I still take. And I take it because I live on an OMOD diet. And OMOD diet is I eat one meal a day. No way. Yeah. So in that one meal a day, I to keep my blood sugars and keep everything balanced and keep my whole electrolytes and everything, I do apple cider vinegar in between. Wow. What time do you eat this one meal? It varies. Depends. Like sometimes I'll do it in the afternoon. Usually it's at 12 o'clock. Uh, however, I shifted it because I've missed breakfast. So I wanted to go back to eating breakfast. So I moved it now to breakfast time. So I, re- I reset it. And I went back to eating breakfast. So now I eat breakfast and then I fast for the rest of the day until the next morning. What, is, what are your beverages like for the rest of the day? Water. Really? Mm-hmm. Water. And I also do my favorite teas, which is the Four Sigmatic teas, which I can give you some because I have so many of them. <laughs> and it's all like with mushroom and chaga and all that. And then I do my, my oils. And, I'll, and if I need to have food in my system, I'll do um, avocado, which, keeps, this is which the, keeps you in ketosis. This is the OMAD diet? Yeah, said? it's one meal a day. I got to look this up. This is very intriguing. Yeah. And it's great because it also builds human growth hormone. Mm -hmm. Um, Your collagen comes back. Your body gets rid of waste that it's been waiting to get rid of. But since you've been eating three meals a day, like the whole idea of eating three meals a day, by the way, is just a big farce as far as health and wellness goes. It was created by systems that want to keep you sick because your body's not meant to be digesting food all day long. You're supposed to eat meals. Um, if you're a person who goes to the gym, like if you look at like these shows, like 300, like these movies, like 300 and like all these gladiator shows and all these type of things, 
they go on fast to get that tight cut body. They fast and they hit the gym for high intensity workout. Yep, that's what he does. My boyfriend. He wow. does as soon as he wakes up, he doesn't eat and he'll go to the gym right away. That's when you're supposed to. Right. Which at first I was like, how do you have the energy to do that? But like your body can adapt to anything. So as soon as you get in that little routine of things, you're like, wow, I'm so glad I did that. And he loves it. Yeah. It's very powerful. Yeah. It's very powerful. And a lot of people don't know that. Like they go, usually I hear people, they're like, oh yeah, I need to eat something because I'm going to go to the gym. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, don't do that. Don't do that. You want to burn all of the sugars out of your body so that your body builds t- like this tight muscle, mm-hmm. right? It's just strength, you know? And your body gets a better workout and you burn more fat. So your fat count goes really down. Yep. If anything, just hydrate beforehand because. A lot of people think if I don't eat, I'm going to pass out. But the thing is, if you don't drink, you're going to pass out. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're nice and hydrated. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me more about um, your, your YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel, we are still trying to figure out what is, um, what's working for us. Cause like sometimes we'll post a random video and people are like, oh, this is so random. Like this isn't you guys, which goes back to what we were saying before. Like we're experimenting with everything. Like we don't, we don't want to limit ourselves to one specific thing, like challenges or vlogs. Like, if I want to put makeup on my boyfriend for fun, like I'm going to do that and I'm going to film it and I'm going to post it. So we're literally just having fun with it, posting whatever we want to post. And if you don't like it, like I'm sorry, but the the true people that love us and we love them, they're going to support us no matter what. So we don't mind the haters. We're not going to pay attention to that. Well, you know, I call haters. I call haters lovers in disguise. Exactly. They're just. They're just there because there's something they want from you or there's something they don't understand. Exactly. That they want from you and they just hate on you. Yeah. And I no longer get mad at them, by the way. I now feel sorry for them and I try to educate them. And if they're not able to be educated, then I'm just very sorry for you. I feel bad that you um you don't have the knowledge. Yeah, I think that's I think that's so important. And I think that understanding like where the consciousness of that behavior comes from is that people are just, you know, disconnecting from what is right for them because they're so busy looking at you. I say, I tell people all the time, I'm like, stop being so nosy. Like, get out of people's business. If you don't like something, you don't need to hate on it. Just don't get involved in it. Like, right. you don't need to like, I tell people all the time, especially when I'm on IG on, um, I get, I call them, um, I call them the walking dead. So what I basically, I'll be on IG live and I'll get, you know, I'll hit top live and all of a sudden I get all these like people come in and they'll start making all these comments and I go, I give you one chance to say something that comes from love or something or you got to get out of the tribe and they're walking dead. And then I do a block party. So I just start, you know, dancing and everyone's like, right, it's block party time. And we do a little block party and we block them. Really? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine you getting people that would say negative things in your chats. Oh, you'd be surprised. What would anyone have to say about such positivity? Oh, they just have a, just a bunch of things they have to say. You know, it doesn't matter what you do or where you are. I mean, I've had a one, I had a situation where I asked my friend to walk away from um, the Smashing Pumpkins from, you know, from the group to go find himself and get into this deep spiritual place with himself. And then I got all this hate mail, people talking about they're going to hurt me, this and then the other. And then they, someone built a site and it was called the Bash Shaman Direct site. Ugh. And it was just like hundreds and hundreds of people going on every day writing horrible things about me. So one day I just went on and I wrote, <laughs> I wrote, I am so happy that all of you have freedom of speech. It makes the world such a great place to know that you can just voice these things. I'm glad you're getting a chance to voice them. And I was like, continue, you know? And someone was like, did he just 
thank us for what we're doing, you know? And then this other girl was like, well, maybe he's cool as, maybe he's cooler than we thought he was, you know? And then this other guy's like, stop backpedaling. Like, and, but the interesting thing was that I wasn't going to let it bother me. I wasn't going to be like, because I think people have a right to say whatever they want to say. It's their mm-hmm. perception. I don't know where they're sitting. They could be sitting in hell as far as I'm concerned. And everything I do to them looks scary and monstrous and, you know, who knows? So I just let people be as they want to be. Just like love them unconditionally. And if you want to be a person who just constantly makes comments about me, be my guest. Go ahead. Because the person who knows me is me. Yeah. And I think no matter what you do you're going to get those people. So it's just, you have to figure out how you are going to cope with that. And if you're going to let it affect you and you can't, because you're not going to advance in your own spiritual journey. If you do. Exactly. Exactly. So what do you feel, what do you feel right now with that? What's happening on the planet right now? What do you feel like people need to bring more into their life? Change. I think um, a lot of the people that I work with, a lot of my clients, I see the same pattern in their lives. Um, a lot of I'm not going to name names, of course, or yes, even of the course. town I work with. No. But a lot of them, I feel like, are unhappy, and not totally. But I feel like there are just things in their life that I think could be so much better. And I try to encourage them to go out and do something different, something out of your comfort zone, something that will give you a little boost of happiness for however long it may be. And even when that goes away, try something else. Like keep keeping your life exciting by venturing out into things that you're scared of. So I think change would be the number one thing that this world needs to embrace. People yeah. are so set in their ways and get stuck in that. They forget that you, you, there's no reason you shouldn't be happy. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. Not one reason you should always, if you're not happy with your job, if you're not happy with this, that change it, like do something to change it. There's no excuse. I agree. I agree 100%. So, you know, right now there's this whole like thing going on in planet Earth right now where people are just really becoming very angry and upset with anything that they don't understand, what they're not grasping, what they feel that they're afraid of. What would be your message to these people? God, this is tough. Is it? Because you're an empath. I've already read your energy. You pick up on emotions all the time. So you would be the perfect catalyst to actually bring forth a push of the emotion to what you really feel people could do to make this better. I just feel like sometimes I say things, I feel so strongly about things. Sometimes I say them the wrong way or it might come off the wrong way because I'm so passionate about it. There's no wrong way, just so you know. Let's just remove that out of your vocabulary. Everything that comes through you needs to come through you. That's what needs to come through you and let it be. Let it ride. I'm still trying to figure out ways to make people wake up. And I think we can help them embrace change by just people like me, people like him. We just need to not be afraid and be so out there and comfortable with ourselves. And we can literally project that energy onto them by being ourselves 100%. And the more people we can get to do that, it will just be like this massive projection of positive energy and a safe place for people to express themselves. And people will see that and be like, oh... If they're so happy and I can't affect them, even if I'm a negative person who's going to put out negativity towards you and it's not affecting you, I might be able to be happy myself and they'll venture and do things that will make them happy and not be afraid to be judged because they see us thriving and they're going to want to do it for themselves too. Absolutely. I think change is very important, but I feel, this is what I feel about you, right? I feel that you have a very strong empathic side 
and you can pick up on emotions and you can feel you're very strong, close to your feelings, but I still feel like you hold back what you really want to say. And I want to hear you say what, what you really feel right now about what you think would make this world a better place, what you think would really bring people to understanding more. Because I really want to encourage you with everything that you're doing with your you know, YouTube and everything. I want you to stop playing it safe. I want you to really say what's in your deepest part of your heart. If it's that painful place inside of your heart, that's what I want to hear from you, Michael. So what do you have to say to the world? I think this is going to be a little bit of a process. You might have to stay tuned for the YouTube videos. But I can say now that I do not like labels, just like you. I hate labels. And I witness so much in society that I see was molded from society with men and women, just like actions on a day-to-day basis. I see traits in men and women that I'm just like, that's not you. That's society that you're speaking, you're speaking from right now. Like, who are you? What do you really want to do? So I think we just need to work on getting rid of labels and knowing that you can like whoever you like. You shouldn't be afraid to be judged for it. Right. I'm like trying to like find no, my train fine. of thought right now. You have your train of thought. You have your train of thought. I'm just pushing you to the, I'm pushing you a little bit further to the precipice of Michael. Which I respect so much and honor. (laughs) And what would you say to the quote unquote gay community? There's absolutely no need to ever spread hate to anyone. I think you should focus on yourselves and do things that make you happy. And if someone's doing something that's bothering you to where you'd want to spread hate, take that same energy and put it towards something that you feel passionate about, but you're scared to do and go for it. Put that energy every single day. Do one thing that would make you closer to your goal. I love that. And spread love. That's what it's about. It really is. Spread love. It's so simple, but it's so complicated to make a change, a mass change. Is it really complicated or is it just, it shouldn't be. Is it just start with us, with us? Well, we're doing it regardless. So that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Whether it's complicated or not. That's right. We're, we're doing, doing the best, it. Yeah. So the message is spread love. Spread love and, and self-love too. Yeah. You can't love anybody else before you love yourself. Yeah. I love you, sweetheart. I love you too. I'm so happy. So tell me, um, tell people, how can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. My name is just at Michael Pavano. And then our YouTube channel is just Michael and Anthony. Can you spell that out? Michael Pavano. Yes. Michael Pavano is M-I-C-H-A-E-L-P-A-V-A-N-O. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. All right. Okay, tribe. So you see, this is what it's about. It's about spreading the love. It's about acceptance. It's about removing labels. It's about connecting into the truth of who we are as human beings without putting any false pretenses or ideas about what that means by by living free in who we are. We don't have to fit into anyone's box and we don't have to fit into anyone's idea of what they think we should be. We came here in our own creation and we came here to shine our light as ourselves. And that's what it's about. And having both Anthony and Michael on the show today was such a gift to be able to share their relationship, 
their YouTube, what they're doing in the world, and how they're creating change and how they're bringing awareness through their creativity and through their expression. And Tribe, I want you to remember that you are loved always, no matter what. Even if someone doesn't love you, it's not that they don't love you, it's that they haven't gotten to a place of understanding what love truly is. And what love is, is acceptance. Until next year, you can check me out at Shaman Durek on Instagram. If you want to get involved in my classes and my teaching shamanically, you can go and sign up on my newsletter at shamandurek.com. And please leave a review on iTunes so that more people can come into the tribe and get the love. Until next year, I'll see you soon. Bye.